We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And then it's off to a nice start. Why does it have to be all or nothing all the time? Like, what am I doing? I'm doing it for the show. Field of 68 till I die. This is the Field of 68 after dark show the only place that you need to be for college hoops every single night on this tuesday night march the 22nd 2022 we bring you the field of 68 after dark i'm john fanta we have the insider jeff goodman we have sports illustrated's kevin sweeney with us tonight it is a terrific panel and a terrific week in college basketball in just moments we have kansas head coach bill self on the show, he and the Jayhawks in the Midwest region taking on Providence on Friday night at the United Center. Miami and Iowa State also in this pod, just showing the madness of this time of year. We'll get to the coaching carousel as well. Our top point guards to watch, much, much more. Jeff, good evening. You talked to Bill Self earlier today. Now we're at that point. We're less than 48 hours out. Sweet 16 is about to hit. Yeah, and listen, you and I know Cooley well enough, and, and I've known Bill Self for 20 years. You're not going to find two uh, looser guys, two guys who kind of have fun, show their personalities. They don't know each other that well, uh, but they're very similar in a lot of ways in their teams, and what they want from their teams is very similar, right? They want toughness. They want guys that are going to be kind of you know, just fighting you and, and, and maybe not even the most talent. I, I've said it for years. Bill Self's teams, Kansas teams, and Kansas fans have killed me. They haven't had Kansas-level talent. Yet again, Bill Self's going to have a chance here to win another national title and get to a Final Four with a group that, honestly, a lot of them he developed. Look at Ochai. Hmm. How do you feel about Kansas, Kevin? Look, I mean, I, I, I've questioned them all year because I just haven't felt like they've had that kind of next level juice, right? Like, I don't think you've ever come away from watching a Kansas game this year the way you can come away from watching a Gonzaga game or an Arizona game or, quite honestly, a Duke it's game. The Kansas-Kentucky game? Hey, Sweeney, you didn't like that Kansas-Kentucky game for Kansas? I didn't like that one. I mean, like, I mean, even their wins, right? I mean, even I when they beat yeah. Texas Tech, even when they yeah. beat, you know, Baylor, I didn't I didn't come away like, oh, man, this team's got, got next level juice. I, I just haven't, but... You know, like you said, I mean, the, the, the player development is wild. I mean, Brown was a, you know, outside the top 100 guy and McCormick, you know, he was, I think, a little bit higher rated, if I recall, but, you know, still not like a, you know, not, not a top 25 McDonald's All-American. He's not a pro, you know, Agbaji, obviously a three-star recruit, 
you know, Lightfoot has been there like 17 years. Dewan Harris was going to go to Missouri State. and then had a I good- watched Lightfoot. Hey, I watched Lightfoot for the first time at the same AU event I saw Markel Fultz at. Wow. How about that? Well, well, and Jalen Coleman Lance was, what was he, the Brandon Ingram class, I think? <laughs> I mean, it's crazy to me. I mean, I say it like, again, the, the Adidas, the whole investigation, they had a hard enough time getting dudes because they were Adidas. And then you crush Adidas because of the investigation and you hit Kansas because of the NCAA investigation. And again, what he's done there, uh, nothing short of amazing. As Sean Miller always says, he's the best coach in college basketball. That's what, that's what, yeah. Let me ask you this, Jeff. Then with that in mind, because Bill Self held a press conference earlier today and he actually, without doing it in an aggressive way, he kind of called out his fan base. He said, look, it's time for you to show up to Chicago. It's time for, for you guys to, because apparently, I guess they didn't show up in as many droves for the first weekend down in Fort Worth. Right. My, my curiosity is, do, do Kansas fans take what Bill has done at the level he's done it at consistently for granted a little bit? Well, it's kind of like Cal with Kentucky to some extent, right? You've only got one national title. I think they like Bill a lot more today than – Kentucky likes Calipari, obviously, um, (laughs) which they should because Bill's still alive right now. And Cal is sitting at home with a a team that a lot of people, uh, myself included, uh, picked them to go to the national title game. Um, You know, yeah, I I think, again, I think you get spoiled when you're a fan of Kansas, Kentucky, Carolina, Duke, those four programs in particular. And and just ask Louisville right now because they weren't at that ilk but they were in the next tier. And right now, again, no disrespect, but Louisville, a top 10 program when things are right, just hired an assistant coach. That says a lot about where Louisville is right now, right? NCAA investigation, no AD, no president, permanent uh, AD, no president. It's hard to get swing and, and be able to get. Like who would have thought if I had told you five years ago that Louisville wouldn't be able to lure Scott Drew from Waco, Texas, we would have all been like, come on, cut this shit. I would have said you're crazy. Everybody right? would have. I mean, Scott Drew included. I, I guess the, the thing is, to your point on Calipari, sitting at home right now after a horrifically bad season by historic proportions, now you lose to a, a 15 the next year. Like, Kevin, yeah. where do you... Where do you see that that thought process? Because Self talked about his, his fans today. He said, look, we got to come out. I mean, I, I think there's no question that on paper, uh, if you look at the four regions, if Kansas, as much as you talk about the fact they haven't hit a gear, Sweeney, when you watch them, they still have one of the easier draws, potentially, if it shakes out the way it could, to get to a Final Four. If you looked at these other draws, you'd, you'd say Kansas has a nice shot here, and, and their expectation should be for them to be in New Orleans. No question. No, absolutely. I mean, look, at the end of the day, like, again, Kansas had a great year. They have a great opportunity to go to the Final Four. And the consistency that, that Self has is second to none in this industry. I mean, there isn't, you know, it, it is unprecedented to be a top four seed for 20 straight years or whatever it's been. And, 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 and again, I mean, what, what, what Calipari has done at, at Kentucky, I mean, look, I, I think it's impossible not to get stale of a certain level of success when you're not – you know, mm. when you're not Nick Saban at Alabama winning national championships every year, like 
eventually people are going to say, well, why aren't we doing more? Why aren't we doing more? And it's it's really dang hard to do more. Right. And again, I'm not saying that Calipari has been perfect. Like I think he has, you know, that there are things that could be better in that program. They probably should have more than one national championship, but also at the end of the day, like, who, who's doing more than what he's done? Who has right? more than one other than Jay Wright over the last right. 10 years? Right. Nobody. Right. Yeah. Well said. Nobody. Well, let's, it's, let's it's uh, hear from, let's hear from Bill Self. Jeff Goodman caught up with the leader of the Jayhawks earlier today. All right. Now, pleased to be joined by right. Kansas head coach Bill Self, whose team faces number four Providence in Chicago in the Sweet 16 this week. And Bill, you get the luckiest team in America this week, the Providence Friars. I've been calling them that all year, and uh, Ed Cooley kind of buys into it. Now, I, I think it's it's posturing a little bit that he buys into it, but I heard he, he slipped today, but somehow broke his fall, and uh, he was lucky, though, and, and he's lucky everything that happens right now. <laughs> well, first of all, when you're good, you don't need quite as much luck, and, and the Friars are good. Uh, uh and, and Ed's a terrific coach and, and uh, never played against him. Played against his teams at Boston College that, that, that he recruited the majority of, of those guys. And, and, uh, uh, but uh, I'm really I'm happy for them. I'm, I'm not happy for us that we have to, we, uh, have to play them on Friday. But, but uh, they got a good team. And, they, as you know, they can stretch it. Five different guys can really stretch it. And they can play around bigs that, that can score – around the basket and, 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 uh, you know, they're always going to play tough. So I'm not buying into this luck stuff. I, I think it's much more talent and skill over luck. No. And they're, they're tough. I mean, that's the one thing that, that stands out to me. They may not be the most talented team, but they are a bunch of dudes that I think you would like because they play hard, they play with a chip on their shoulder and, and they'll fight you. Yeah. Well, that's how, you know, you want teams like that. Uh, even if you have really talented teams, you want them to play with that chip and, and fight you. And, and uh, you know, they got talent. They, they're, they're old, as, as you know. I mean, I think we're old, but we're starting guys. You know, technically, uh, uh, with the COVID year, Jalen Wilson could be a freshman, eligibility-wise. Juan Harris is a freshman, eligibility-wise. Christian Brown would be a sophomore with the COVID year, eligibility-wise. And then, of course, Oach and David would be juniors eligibility-wise. And you look at them, if you just look at it like that, because we're experienced. I mean, we got one of the more experienced teams, but they're more experienced than we are without question when you talk about, you know, raw age and, and, and uh, how many years they've been in college. All right, let's talk Remy Martin. You know, we, we were waiting for this. We've been waiting for this all year, haven't we, of, of, to see the Remy Martin that you thought you were getting when you went in the portal and, and plucked your quick point guard that you really needed um, in the offseason. Why, why has Remy Martin been able to turn it on now? You know what? It, was, it would probably be hard for me to explain if I hadn't seen him play the last two weeks because this is the first time in to, since, since the end of December that he's played with any type of pace or speed. And, 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 and you know, we, we tried playing with his knee because it was a, a, a bruise. And it didn't work. We tried sitting with his knee for about, I don't know, eight, nine games or whatever. It didn't work. Uh, uh, he came back and, and uh, was, was still, you know, 70%. It looked like he, he, he just couldn't, just couldn't move. No burst, right? No burst. And, yeah. and that's what makes him effective is his burst. And, and without that, he's, I mean, I don't want to say neutralized, but without that, it takes away who he is. And, and, uh, in the last two weeks, 
we've seen the burst and it's, it's different. It, it's, it's different. And I, I, I'm so excited about it because, you know, I've been telling people all along that, that we haven't seen our best version of ourselves just because he hasn't been healthy, but I haven't seen him in basically going on, you know, two and a half months. Maybe uh, I haven't seen him deliver it. Like you think it's actually going to come. Yeah. And it's come though, and and that doesn't guarantee success or play great moving forward. But he's a different guy than he was since since back at the start of the season. Bill, I tell people that with Remy playing like he has, with David McCormick, you've kind of gotten back right. First half David, second half David. You know, for the most part, he's been a different player. You've got wings that I think you'd put up against just about anybody in the country, and Ochai and Christian Brown and Jalen Wilson. What what do you worry about? What's the biggest thing that maybe you haven't had that you need other than, you know, obviously Creighton made every three. Well, I, I, I and when Providence did too against yeah. Richmond, you know, uh, defending, well, defending the arc obviously uh, is something we have to do better, especially uh, playing the Friars. But, you know, you know what, we, we've got really good pieces. I, we, I do. I like our pieces, you know, David, uh, we've managed his minutes all year long and, and, and uh, he's been effective some games and, and not as effective other games just because of soreness and, and things like that. Uh, but he's, he's probably doing as well as he has been all year long. You know, Mitch, you know, sprained his MCL. And so he's not a hundred percent, but you know, we're hopeful. We were hoping if we get through the first weekend, maybe he'll be close to a hundred this weekend. We don't know if he will. Uh, uh, so, you know, it doesn't guarantee success, but we're probably as healthy as we've been. So, uh, uh, but the biggest thing that, that, that we've got to do is uh, we haven't, we haven't consistently kind of put it all together yet. It's, it's like, like against Creighton, we weren't very good. They did, they, they guarded us, scouted us and Remy scored 16, the first half to keep us in it. Uh, uh, but, it, but Ochai didn't have a basket. I mean, we, we, we haven't, we haven't got it where it's all doing this yet. So uh, I'm hopeful that it all comes together this weekend. Is Ochai the key to that? I know he's been – you didn't need him as much in the first-round game, but at the, I think the last game of the Big 12 tournament, he was just okay. He was okay against Creighton. Yeah. Is that something where you need him to be more aggressive than he's been, or what's been uh, the uh, issue? Uh, I, you know what? I don't know that I actually think that. Uh, uh, what, I, what I think it is, is is I think he's taking good shots. I just don't think he shot as good a percentage. I, I think he's playing fine. You know, to me, uh, before the season, guy gets 16 and seven, and, and you, you're going to say, yeah, that's a pretty good game. And now, based on kind of how he's spoiled this, it's like, well, he's not quite hitting on all cylinders yet. But, but the one thing about him is he's been a model of consistency. Uh, uh, even though he hasn't had huge numbers in the last couple of weeks, you know, 16, 18, 15, 17, or whatever, that, that, you can live with that. And, and, and I would rather, I think we're a better team if we have balance rather than just look to him to score. Uh, but we haven't shot it consistently well. And in the tournament, you know, uh, I think, well, I don't know what we've been. I think six of 18 is the best we've shot it. So uh, I do think we have better shooters than that. All right. Well, listen, uh, thanks for joining us. I'll see you this week in Chicago. And I look forward uh, to seeing you and your, your lovely daughter. I hear she's coming up with you. She is. She is. So make sure you, you know, you take care of her. It doesn't matter about me at this point. Uh, it, it's all, it's all about my daughter and, and trying to teach her uh, the, the right things. Well, well, no, no one you're, well, that, yeah, coming from you, that's really, that may be a challenge, but, but knowing the crack journalist you are, I'm sure you'll teach her at a relatively young age to 
always hedge your bets when you're picking the winner, though, right? <laughs> yeah, like I did with Joel, right? Yeah. Hey, Joel Embiid, he may or may not come back to school next year. I, I thought that was one of the the the, the most brilliant uh, uh, investigative jobs that I think I've ever seen any journalist uh, do. Was I correct? Uh, well, you were correct. You were you, you were you were you were going to get fifty percent of it right. No exactly. Matter. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to teach you that while she's young. <laughs> hey, that's that, that's a pretty safe bet. So so just teach her. Hey, Kansas or Providence, one of them will probably win. Kansas <laughs> might or might not be lucky and win. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. All right, listen, All right, Bill Self, appreciate it. We'll see you this week. Okay, and thanks, we'll see Jeff. you this week. Okay, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Care, care to expound on what, what that was? So for ESPN, I did sideline. It was actually a game in Waco. Kansas played uh, played Baylor in Waco, Joel Embiid's uh, only season in Kansas. And it was uh, towards the end of the year. I think it was maybe early February. It was actually a snowstorm, and we got held there for a while um, after the game. But during the game, one of the hits I did, there was something that had come out that day that Joel – might actually want to stay beyond the year. So he makes fun of me for it. I still want it, want the tape on it. Um, he says, I said, Joel may come back or he may uh, leave after the year. I don't think I quite put it that way, um, but I think mm-hmm. I left the door open for Joel Embiid to come back, which sounds absolutely ridiculous when you when you think of it now. Sweeney, who's si- I'm on self side of this story. <laughs> I I, I think I think it's a good strategy to be honest. Yeah, it's, it's the way you got to do it. Yeah, hedge, your bets. hedge every bet. Hedge every this bet. is why you got to follow at Goodman Sport this weekend for yeah. full coverage from Chicago. That being Talia Goodman, who will be on site. We got a break after this. We're going to talk about who we want taking the last shot as this tournament goes on. We're going to talk about coaches who have something to prove who you trust, who you don't trust in the NCAA tournament. And we'll take a ride on the carousel as well. This is Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM Channel 84. Clear. All right, let's bring in producer Greg Waddell. Greg, what questions do we have in the chat? Hello, gentlemen. We've got a question from our one of our favorite users here. Ken Palm is a fraud. Consistent after dark viewer. Goodman, he's telling you, you owe him a trip to New Orleans if Providence makes the Final Four. Is that true? <laughs> what? I have a trip to New Orleans? Is this, is there proof? I, listen, I made some crazy shit, so who knows? I, I, I might have. <laughs> we just need proof before I shell out $1,000 for Bumpy Dumper or, or, Ken, Ken Palm is a fraud to come down to New Orleans. I figured you. I, I, I want to see. Lumpy, I, I, I want to see Lumpy Dumper. I don't know if we can use the field of sixty-eight money for I that. Is Bet, can Bet Rivers pay for Lumpy Dumper to get down here? Like, what are we doing? I'd start uh, that GoFundMe. I'm all still in have for the that. Lumpy Dumper. Hold on, I might still have it here. Yeah, here it is. Here it is. Fucking <laughs> So, for those who don't know, uh, Lumpy Dumper is a huge Providence fan. This kid is is literally. If you made a Providence fan, like if you 30. made him, this is who it would be. He's in college. He's got blonde hair, classic Rhode Islander. Oh, my God. Got that, the accent and everything, you right. know. Don't lump us, you know, Bostonians with those Rhode Islanders. 15. Whatever you do. That's good. That's good stuff. Lumpy Dumper. We'll see if he's seconds. down in New Orleans. We're going to come right out of break with them. I'm, I'm, I'm teeing you guys up right now. Here we go. Here you go. 
This sounds like what Rob Douster is going to be dancing to on Bourbon Street next oh week. Oh, going to be terrifying. Does anyone want to see that? Nobody. Oh, can we yeah, stream that on. on After Dark? Like, we, we got to get the stream going. I mean, that's okay. All right. Feel the 68 After Dark Series XM Channel 84. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter as well. Let's go right there. On Bourbon Street next week. Yeah. Goodman, we were texting about this earlier. Who, who's the one, two? Maybe you have a final four. Like yeah. the fan bases that you would love to see taking over NOLA. All right. So, uh, and I'm going to put this out there for people. Uh, best fan bases uh, <laughs> in New Orleans. Uh, sorry, but all this right. Is so, thrilling, thrilling radio. Number one, I'm sorry. I know Doster kills me for doing this. Um, I would say to me, Texas Tech has to be on there. They're number one. They're number one fan base that I want to see in New Orleans. I've seen them up close multiple times. They are out of their minds. Like they will run Bourbon Street. They will run it. So out of the West, you got to have Texas Tech. I don't think there's any question about it. Out of the East, I think you got to go Purdue. I mean, the Boilermakers fans, it's great in Mackey. They've been waiting for the Final Four uh, for for all of their lifetimes. I would say you got to go Purdue. In the uh, South, you got to go my alma mater. I mean, you got to go Arizona, right? 25 years ago, I was there in Indy to watch Miles Simon win the most outstanding player. Mike Bibby, Michael Dickerson. Were you guys even born? Sweeney, were you born? What year was this? 1997. No, I was born in 99. I was two. I was two years old. Damn, I feel so fucking old. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Because you are. I know I am that old. I am. God damn. Uh, Midwest, Kansas, Providence, Iowa State, Miami. This is the toughest one. The other ones were a layup. Honestly, they were a layup. I don't think you can argue with any. I want you guys, uh, you're going to argue because you're going to say Arkansas over Texas Tech, and that could be fair because Mama Hog could be there. Mama Hog taking down Uh, Goodman on Bourbon Street would be outstanding. Yeah. All right, Midwest, go ahead. I got a hard time with this. I'm going with Providence. I'm going with the Friars. They're small in stature, but goddamn, they're they're they are they get after it. I they also get, think, yeah, they could drink. I also think you have to consider it like from like a like a like a chemistry standpoint, like getting yes. like it would be oil and water between like the country Texas tech people and all these like Rhode Island frat boys oh, that like yeah. make their way down from <laughs> yes. I mean, this would be oh. fantastic. Yeah, honestly, it'd be a fight. I mean. Oh, There'd yeah. be some brawls, although they might team up. Actually, I can almost see them teaming up. They team up and they take on the Purdue fans for like yeah. their. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll it say this: well. I was at a Final Four back in 2016, and I saw Buffalo Wild Wings. Not saw, I was in there. I was halfway through an order of potato wedges, enjoying a fine meal, but North Carolina and Syracuse fans started fighting each other inside the Wild Wings prompting the restaurant to shut down for an hour. My point is I could see Arkansas and Carolina fans or, or, or Texas tech and Carolina fans, because you know what Carolina fans do? They're the Kings of where have you been? What's your, what's yeah, your program yeah. done? Look what oh, we yeah, did. And then what? Right, yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They got some of that. Purdue. They got some of that. Hey, the last time I was in New Orleans, guys, I'm no lie. Two thirty in the morning. Uh, I'm, I'm throwing, 
verbal profanities, me and, and Worldwide West, William Wesley. 2.30 in the morning, it's Curtis Malone and, and Wes, and I'm going after Wes, uh, and Curtis Malone's trying to calm me down. This was before Curtis went to jail. Um, so, yeah, this was a uh, – New Orleans, man, I, it's a – Listen, you guys, you've never done it for the Final Four, obviously. I've never it been to the city. Awesome. It is not good. Now, again, I'm a little bit older. I don't know if I can go quite as hard as I did that time. Um, but Oh, you're coming out. You got to bring Sean Paul. I mean, come on. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to feel like a dad to all of you guys out there. <laughs> Who is the Field of 68 cast member that you give the, the best shot to end up potentially in the slammer? Greg Waddell. <laughs> yeah, Greg could. Greg could. Greg Carter Elliott. Carter Elliott. Sleepers, yeah, yeah, sleepers, sleepers Media. Yeah, Sleepers Media. Sleepers Media both yeah. sleeping in the slammer in New Orleans. All right. <laughs> this uh, is exactly what the rundown meant when they said, let's get some superlatives. Guy most likely well, arrested. Yeah, exactly. In New that was the real superlatives. Greg. All right. All right we'll let's get, get to rest. superlatives. Here we go. Superlatives. Yeah. Let's do it. Jeff is all about point guard play, but I'm going to start with you on this, Sweeney. Who's the best point guard left and the point guard situation that's could be troublesome for a team. Man, that's hard. I think, I think I'll say that the best point guard left is Andrew Dampard. I'll take him over Colin Gillespie. I know that the big East guy won't love it, but I I just think that, you know, the, the Memphis game was really big for me in, in proving that if he needs to take over scoring the basketball, he can go get 20 in a big game. Like, that was something I wanted to see from Nembhard when we saw it. And then the, the point guard is maybe a little more shaky. You know, Michigan. I mean, I'll give Frankie Collins a ton of credit. You know, he came in against Colorado State and changed that game. They don't win that game without Frankie Collins. He swung in the first half with a quick 5-0 run and then was really good in the second half. And then in game two, he just kind of managed the game uh, with Devontae Jones down. You know, we don't really know what Devontae's status is. You know, it, you know, coming off the concussion, then he gets – re-injured it seemed like in the in the first half and then obviously Frankie will be a freshman in his you know the biggest game of his life I just think that's a, a tricky situation to be walking into a game against one of the most disciplined teams in the country Villanova Colin Gillespie like come on come on like I no you can't go Nemhard over Gillespie Gillespie is yeah. a stone cold killer like he's got every intangible in the book like come on he, he can back dudes down that are like he Kofi would be trying to guard this dude. He'd try to back his ass down and score on him in the post. I don't think this dude is well. a ro- he's a robot. He's a he is, he is a robot. There's nothing human about him. Nothing. You're wrong, Sweeney. You are way wrong. You're out of bounds. <laughs> and the fact that you'd start your argument by saying Big East guy won't Big like East that. guy. I'll big tell East you guy. Somebody, you can go talk to Terrence Oglesby. He'll be a Big East guy. I'll tell you when somebody stinks. Marquette stunk. Seton yeah. Hall stunk last week. I'll tell you when somebody stinks. I'll also tell you when somebody's the best point guard in the country. And if who, you're going to pick somebody over Colin Gillespie, who's won at more than any of the other point guards listed, who makes the defining plays of a game and did last week against Ohio State, don't tell me he doesn't. Who, who's Colin the better Gillespie, pick and roll ball handler, Colin Gillespie or Andrew Nempard? Pick and roll ball handler isn't fully constituted as point guard. <laughs> I know. Now, who, who can who can score who can score when you need him to score? Who can run a team when you need him to run yeah. a team? Who, who, can, can, do, who can lead? Did, did Andrew Dempard not just do that in the second half to carry them back from a double digit deficit against a really he good did. Memphis team? One game. Yeah, but but One there game. was Memphis. Memphis doesn't even have a point guard. Yeah. 
You didn't I mean, watch. You didn't watch what we did live when Gillespie just, went to Providence and stole their souls. They're all so sweet. Gillespie, you trust Gillespie even more. I love yes. Nemhart. I do. I love Andrew Nemhart. I'm just saying, like, who is the guy that leadership wise too in a huddle is going to call? Like when 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 I talked to Jay Wright, the one thing he said, even better than Arch, even better than Brunson, this guy is the best like teacher coach. I've ever been around. He will call dudes out. He is not afraid to call his teammates out and do it the right way to try to get them on track. Like, I just think he's got every intangible. He makes every big shot. He's fearless. That's not like, do you trust Andrew Nemhard? Here, here's my question to you. Do you trust Andrew Nemhard? Game on the line, ball in his hands. Now, again, he's got Drew Timmy. He's got some other dudes. Right, you're going to put him in a ball screen. You're going to put him in a ball screen. He's going to make a decision. If, you, if they go under, right. he's going to make the three. He shoots it well. If they don't, he's going to drive it to the basket. He'd make a dump off pass yeah. to the lob. He, you know, he's making 39% from three this year. He takes care of the basketball. He's at a highest. Mm-hmm. He's a high assist guy. He's efficient. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I just think he checks. And by the way, he shoots 87% of the free throw line. Like, he, he, he's going to ice the game. So I, okay, I just Colin Gillespie's right there, too. No, I, I'm not saying Gillespie isn't good. I, I just think that Nemhard's yeah. a little more explosive. He can get around the corner. Like, to me. All right, so, so if they're Gillespie's one and two. Gillespie's a winner. Guard. Gillespie if makes winning if, plays. And if Nemhard's they're one and two. If they're one and two, give me three and four. Right Tiger now. Campbell. Tiger Campbell's yeah. right there. Has okay. to be. Because UCLA, the way that he engineers that team offensively, he has to be three, in okay. my opinion. Now, who's four? I, think, I don't know. Well, J- J.D. Note's got to be in there somewhere. I guess. If you're going to point guard, play- then yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, he is. He's their game. point guard. Right. I mean, yeah, he yeah, is. You're right. You're right. He's got yeah. the ball in his hands. He's a what about Miami? Point. What about Miami? Char- yeah, Char- good old Charlie Moore, man. And on his seventh back to Windy City. It's amazing. Yeah. DePaul homecoming for Charlie Moore. I, I like RJ Davis has been playing as well as almost any point guard in the country the last That's couple weeks. Go. He's yep. been awesome. Bynum too. I mean, Bynum's been awesome too. Yep. For Providence. Yep. He, he and Durham. He, he, no one and Durham. Bynum. Yeah. Durham set the tone. Nobody. So talks. those are the, those are the, 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 the halves, right? Yeah. Those are the halves. Fanta, who, who are the have nots? Who's the well, one that you don't trust at all? It's probably the reason why I can't, I don't think they're going to make the final four. And, and that's Arizona because Kerr clearly isn't right. Kerr and, slander. Kerr. Well, he shot Kerr one slander. for 10. Put the headband on, Goodman. Let's go. Yeah, I'm it. sorry. I got it right oh, here. You know, it's always on my desk. <laughs> it's always on my desk. I just, when I we're just talking Kerr, concerned. we got to throw it on, baby. We got to throw it on there. Doesn't it concern do you, it. Jeff? Or does it not concern yes, you? Yes, it concerns me. He's jacking three after three after three. When there was no reason to at the end of the game, Kerr, come on, come on. What are you doing? He watches this show. I know he does. He's going to DM me after the show. And, you know, I, I you know, he, he wants me to, you know, because I'm, a, I'm an alum, I got to be positive about him exactly. in Arizona all the time. I'm honest with him. I told him like, dude, if you don't start playing smarter, more consistent, you're not going to the final four. You're not winning this whole thing. And, that was a bonehead possession at the end of that oh. game. It could have cost them. Could have cost. Could have. Matherin saved the day. Hey, we got a yeah. break. We'll keep the superlatives rolling. We'll take a ride on the coaching carousel. Still to come here. Feel the sixty-eight after dark. Sirius XM channel eighty-four. You're clear. It would be so great if we did a mean DMs 
segment oh, where you just read the direct messages that you that you get. It's bad. Oh, bad. I can't even. I mean, honestly, I can't even read a lot of them. You can't read them. I mean, how often do you get them? That's the thing. Is like I, I get like oh. a, I get like one a week. That's like ridiculous. And I'm sure you get like every day, every day, day, yeah, every day. I get five. I mean, any tweet that I put out, I'll get a but. You <laughs> dumb mf or you don't, you know, like right. like Kentucky lost, and I got one minute. I of got course. him. Like you moron. How could you pick Kentucky? I'm like, what you, everybody pick Kentucky. Like, what are we talking about? Like, yeah. you're going to get on me about that? Yeah. You, you didn't see it coming. You didn't see right. It. Exactly. Right. It was the nuns and the priests who picked St. Peter's to win that game right. in their respective right. pools. Goodman didn't have it. I, I sure as heck didn't see it coming. But but look, if, if, if you're going to hold on here, let's let's see. We've 30 got, seconds. Got, Greg, do you see any questions for us to quickly Yeah, just answer? a quick one. There's a lot of talk. We were doing point guards, but would yeah. you take like Jaden yeah. Ivey? Would you take Ben Matherin with the ball in their hands mm. over those guys? Mm. No. No, they're not, not, they're not IV, points yeah. at all. They're right. not points but at in, all. In a late-game possession, the ball's going to be in their hands. I think it's the Agreed. Point, right? Yeah. So. I kind of trust Ivey now, even in the half court at the end of the game. And Matherin. Five seconds. Questions. Here we go. Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. We are presented by Bet Rivers. We are also presented tonight by Honey, which means it's time for a read. So tonight's episode of Field of 68 After Dark is sponsored by Honey. The easiest way to save money when shopping on your phone or your computer. Have you ever been in this spot? You're shopping for something online. You go to check on when it asks you for a promo code. You start Googling, trying to find a way to save some money. I have been there all the time. Thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past because Honey is the free tool that scours the internet for you and finds the one that best fits your cart, especially when you have NordVPN. Here's how it works. You're shopping you check out the honey button pops up you click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you watch the price you pay go down i've seen this time and again when i'm buying my joggers that really make me look even more fit than i am during the during the spring and the fall in new jersey when i'm walking around the streets and drinking a coffee goodman doesn't believe it but i assure you those joggers don't buy themselves so if you don't already have honey, you could be straight up missing out. You could be on the wrong side of the bubble. By getting honey, you'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this show. And who wouldn't want to support us? I would never recommend something that I didn't use. Get honey for free at joinhoney.com slash March Madness. That's joinhoney.com slash March Madness. Hey, are, are those the Lululemon knockoffs that I saw you in the other day? Yeah, I'm wearing them to wow. Chicago. I've got them packed. packed. I'm going to tell the whole city to be be ready to watch a, a riverfront John Fanta walking He's around. He's going to start lake, sprinting. Lakefront jog Fanta. Oh, John yeah. Fanta. Right. Little, little jogging Lulu's. Love to see it. Dave, do not question my speed. It is elusive. It can take We've off in, in just a second. All right, here we go. Let's keep it rolling here. Phil 68 After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84. So the coach... The coach that you trust the most, the coach that you trust the least. Now, I'm going to start with this here. 
I Oof. think that this is a huge weekend, guys. A huge weekend. And last night I got pushback on the show because, oh, it's the NCAA tournament and you can't define everything. Look, I think he's a great coach. I'm not arguing that. Yeah. That being said, you can both say he's a great coach and understand this is a huge weekend for Matt Painter. It is. When are you going to have Jaden Ivey and all the pieces around him to this degree again? This Maybe is a big never. weekend for Matt Painter to both carry his program banner and the Big Ten's banner. Yeah. I mean, look, it, they have to get to a Final Four. And the stakes might not be high. I mean, you, you could say Gonzaga because like they just haven't won it, you know, whatever. But like at the end of the day, like – the, the 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 floodgates have opened for Purdue. I mean, the one seed out, the two seed out. You've got a four seed who's got a hobbled Jaime Hawkins. Like you might not be hundred percent. You you've got North Carolina team, whatever. You're, you're playing St. Peter's in the round in, in Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. I mean, if this is not the year that you go to the Final Four, you break the door down, right? Or whatever happens in New Orleans happens. But if this is not the year you break yep. the door down, I mean, when is it going to happen? I mean, look, you, you, you mentioned Ivy. Shoot, like Williams is going to be gone after this year. Zach Eady will be in in NBA mixes. I don't think he'll come out, but like, like he is on mock drafts in like the second round and has some kind of Bobani qualities. Like, this is going to be a different Purdue. And if they don't break the door down and get to the Final Four, it's going to be a massive disappointment. I'm going with the, the coach with the most in the line is, is Mark Few. You know, really? again, well, here, here's why. For me, I think Tommy Lloyd was so important to Mark Few. And maybe this thing will continue to run itself. It, it very well may. But I think he's got the best team this year. I think we say it every year, but Kentucky's out now. You know, you got a bunch of other good teams. Kirk Kreese is hurt, right? He's not himself, and they got point guard issues. As Sweeney was saying, you have arguably the best point guard with a top three pick and a stud who's been around for a couple of years now in Drew Timmy. There aren't many holes on this team. So I think Mark View, again, this might be his best chance. And he's not a relentless recruiter, guys. He's not. He's relied on Tommy Lloyd and his staff for years. So I just wonder, again, are you going to be able to get the, the Chet Holmgrens in the future? You know, are you going to be able to get the guys in the portal? I, I think you will. But I don't know. I mean, again, it, it, it's not like it's going to automatically happen. It might, but it, it might not. It might slow down a little bit from, from recruiting purposes. Kevin, who do you trust the most? Man, I mean, look, I kind of think I trust Mark Few the most. I mean, look, Jay has okay. the championships, but there has been no coach that has won more in this tournament like consistently gotten to find, you know, gotten into national championship game, gotten to final fours, gotten deep in this thing. Then Mark Few and Gonzaga, like I, I trust them the most to get out of this weekend. And I know that the road is challenging, right? You're going to have to get past Eric Musselman. who's going to be game plan, you know, and, and prepared. And then you're going to play either Texas Tech or Duke, one of whom's already beaten you. But I trust Mark Few and this Gonzaga team the most to have the steady hand because look, the, po- the, the two most important players on this Gonzaga team, and you can talk about chat whatever you want. Your point guard and your center, your guy you go to late in games, and Nempard and, and, and Timmy are the guys that go to late in games. They've played in a national championship game. They've played in a final four. They've been in an, you know a, a thriller of a final four game against UCLA. They have faced, they've stared down the barrel of the most there is to offer in this sport. 
and they've experienced it. And I, I think that, that that's why I trust few and, and, and Gonzaga the most this week. I mean, I'll put this name into the equation because he's accounted for two of the last five national championships, and that's Jay Wright. Yeah. How, how could yeah. you not sit here and say that he's got to be there? If he's not one, he's two or three. Yeah, he'd be two and, for me. And you have to trust what he's done with this group. One thing that he brought up to me last week in Pittsburgh was earlier in the season when you watch Villanova play, it was like it had to be Gillespie or Moore. Had to be for them to win. Well, lately, they have developed options B, C, D, and even E in their offense, and that's paid off in dividends, whether it be Jermaine Samuels, who was way off in November and December. He was not himself. He shot seven for nine against Ohio State, much better. Eric Dixon might be the most improved player in the Big East Conference. If you look top to bottom in that league, he took a huge leap. And Caleb Daniels has been good, too. He's actually from New Orleans if they made Slater's the key. Fantas, Slater, I think Slater's the key to them. I I think he just hasn't been himself offensively. He lost his confidence. He got hurt earlier this season. Didn't practice a lot for a while. I just don't think he's gotten his kind of mojo back in the offensive end. If he can do that and and just get – you know, have nights here, you know, in the, in these next couple of games where maybe he gives you eight or 10, 12 points like he was doing earlier in the year. But I, I'm with you. I mean, listen, Jay Wright, because of what he's done, I trust him. I mean, shit, I trust Kelvin Sampson. I yeah. know it's crazy. He hasn't no. won a title. I get all that. But now I'm a believer. I, I went from like not believing at all in this team because they beat the Sisters of the Poor in the AC to now I saw him in person and I'm like, damn, they got some dudes. They got better players than I thought. Right. Shed's really freaking good. And what he's done with Josh Carlton is nothing short of it's absurd. It is absurd. Absurd. Yes. absurd. And and the dude can just coach. Like he's just su- now again, I'm not expecting him to win the national title with their talent this year. Not after losing Sasser and, and Mark, but I trust I, I'll tell you what, like in terms of basketball coaches, how many guys would you rather have right now? He won at Washington State. Yes. He, he, he won at Oklahoma at a high level. He was going to win at Indiana before he made all those phone calls, the dumbass phone calls. And now he's won. He, he took it from, honestly, like nobody gave it a thought, Houston. And, and he's got them now where they're knocking on the door again. And, I mean, listen, they beat Arizona. And and they got a chance here. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're two wins away, and it's not far fetched to say. Imagine if they got to the final four, losing your two, arguably your two best offensive players. Yeah. It would be insanity. And they would have had to have done it this year by going through a ringer in NCAA tournament, right? I mean, last right. year the big knock yeah. was like, wow, the bracket opened up for them. You know, yeah. they were good, but were they yeah. really elite? Not if this they year. go through Arizona and Villanova to get to the Final Four after oh. beating the Big Ten champions, on, on, you know, in, in in the second round, holy cow! I mean, look, right. you know, I, I will say this: I mean, we like Villanova. I think Villanova is a really good basketball team. The one thing they have struggled with, the, the game they looked the worst was teams that were athletic as shit, right? And yeah. can rebound. And can rebound. they rebound? And, yes. and, and look, Baylor overwhelmed them athletically with the no middle and just kind of blitzed them. Yes. Well, what's Kelvin going to do if they get in that game? Right. Yes. They're going to blitz the crap out of Villanova and just say, 
look, beat us, right? Like we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to foul you every possession. We're going to be physical as heck with you. And we'll see what you can handle, how to do to handle it. Villanova should root for Arizona. Seriously, because that's where they have a point guard advantage. It's a tough draw either way, but the way Houston is pressuring the ball, they made Illinois work for every ounce the Illini got. And eventually it was just too much for Curbelo and company to do. Illinois didn't have a point guard. I mean, Curbelo didn't play in the second oh. half. They didn't trust. They, they, he couldn't play in the games. How could you? Have... you have Trent Frazier with one eye trying to be your point guard. So, yeah. yeah, Curbelo just got no better at, at the end. And I don't know how much, you know, we'll find out what the real story was this year. Uh, the 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 concussion certainly was was significant, but he's been back a while and he just he didn't he didn't improve his floor game. He didn't he didn't he never improved his his decision making. And I hate to say it because I thought Curbelo was going to have a, a huge year, as you guys know, and uh, I was wrong. <laughs> All right, let's get your updated Final Four and your updated national champion because we're we didn't we didn't do the coach we trust the least. Yeah, oh, but we you don't want to do that. Well, you, we you could afraid? do it in the afters. Go afraid, okay, who Fana? do you? Who do you trust the least? Go. I would say uh, Jim Larinaga only because I'm afraid the game is going to start at about 1030 at night. And I'm not oh, sure Jeff, he's going to make on. it up late enough. I don't Jeff, know. It's going to be kidding? late. It's going to be late off, for Jimmy. You're in the wrong I'm time kidding. zone. It's going to be nine o'clock. Oh, right. He's oh, okay. I, I strike that on, on Larinaga. I strike that. I've been corrected. Uh, now I, I, I'm not going there either. I, I'm just, that was a bad joke. That was a, a tasteless joke. Do you trust we we've for done that, a whole coaching for discussion? For that, I'm cracking open my fana. Screw this. <laughs> we we've done a whole coaching discussion and we didn't even discuss Mike Shashevsky. Fanas are good, Sweeney. Have you ever had a fan? Oh yeah. Well, Northwestern's press box always had purple fantas for the Wildcats. Grape right, soda. Right. Beautiful thing. Right. Yeah, that was the best part of a Northwestern press box experience. <laughs> wow. Wow, fan. Greg, yeah. I tried. Greg Waddell. You swear, Damn, swear on it here. When Doster asked how the show rough. went, I tried to keep the train on the tracks, and these guys, they <laughs> took. All right, we got a minute here. So your right. updated final right. four and your updated national champion, Goodman, go ahead. All right, my updated final four is Gonzaga, Purdue, Villanova, and Kansas. I have, I still have my my. Well, I don't know. I I have now Gonzaga beating Kansas. Actually, that's what I had before. I didn't have Kentucky in my championship game. I had them in the final four. Gonzaga beating uh, Kansas in the championship game, which I had prior. Okay. I've got Gonzaga, UCLA, Villanova, and Kansas in the final four, and Gonzaga over Villanova in the title game. I've got Gonzaga, UCLA. So I'm with you on the left side. Houston makes the final four. He's going Providence. Why? And Providence. Providence is Providence is shocking Kansas, and they're going to win the. Re- it's it's a better draw for a regional final, and I'm doing it to be different. I could see luck. it. I, the luck, man. The luck rolls on. For you know, here's Cooley the one and- thing I'm a little concerned about, like to the point that they relied on Remy and how good he was. I could see him going two for ten in the next game. He could. He could. Also, I also don't think that Providence is going to match Remy Martin up with like a stiff six nine white dude who just like was out there. That like, that was the matchup, and they're like, we're going to do this with Dewan, and we're going to do it with Remy, and Remy gets twenty. Remy gets twenty. You guys win, and that was that was what happened. You know. Well, we. I think we all think we all have Gonzaga winning the national championship. 
Yep. Which scares I, the hell out of me. Exactly. Scares the hell out of me. It's I not picked against them. They'd, they'd, they'd win it all. So like, I mean, I have to pick them. That's the deal. Hmm. All right. When we come back, we're hitting the coaching carousel. Who's the best hire that's been made? The worst hire? Which is a hire that we're all zoning in on right now? That's next on Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84. Clear. All right. We got anything in the uh, in the chat? Yeah, we're going to do coaching carousel, as you just mentioned. But uh, this is from Aaron Anderson, who may be a, a big Blue Nation guy. Why does Calipari still have a job when BBN ran Tubby out with basically the same resume? <laughs> who, All right, who, so, who would Kentucky hire tomorrow? There's your answer. And the exactly. bottom line is, here's the difference. Here's the difference. You're right. I looked at it, and it is basically identical over the last, like, seven seasons of the Tubby regime and, and, and the Cal uh, tenure here. Uh, the difference is, and I don't know if it's better or worse, but One here's minute. the difference. Tubby wasn't recruiting at a high level at that point. I remember I called Tubby out for this, for his his poor recruiting, couldn't get good players. And years later, that was when I was young. I was probably your guy's age. And, uh, and and probably five years ago, I was at an event with him in South Carolina, and I went up to him and I apologized. And I said, Tubby, what I didn't understand was it wasn't apples and apples. You, you weren't cheating. You weren't cheating and other people were. How, how did you, you call him out? Players. Was it by like telegraph? Like, how, how are we calling people out? Back yeah, then? yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you. well, what did you? Yeah, exactly. Well, how <laughs> did you call him out? So you what did you see him? We wrote. I wrote things, you know, blogs, stories. Like we we actually wrote things back. Ten then. seconds. Or right. I did. Right. Someone said Chris Jans for Kentucky. If not, I'm so Chris Jans. Here we go. Probably good. Feel the 68 after dark, Sirius XM, channel 84. We have about 10 minutes left, which means it's now time for a ride on the coaching carousel. We'll tell you what we like, what we don't like. Just this evening, Maryland made it official. They introduced Kevin Willard as the head coach of the Terrapins. We talked about that last night. There's been some developments in the last 24 hours on the carousel. So, Jeff Goodman, what's the biggest thing either maybe that you've broken or that you're looking at here that, that you're following closely on the carousel, take us on the ride. Well, I think most of the, the, the big things have been filled at this point. I think the biggest thing we're watching now is does Butler pop, right? Barry Collier was on the committee. He's been out on the road this whole time. He let go of his women's coach today when he got back and he has not given Lavelle Jordan, um, any information whether he'll be back or not for next year. Personally, I would bring him back. Um, you know, I had a hard time with the guys like like Laval, who uh, two years ago were set to make the NCAA tournament, and then it was it was canceled. It was the same thing for Archie Miller, right? Those two guys, Archie a year ago, Laval could do it now, could lose his job. When if you have a tournament, if they even announced the tournament, think about that. If they have an NCAA next to their their names yep. and they had just announced the teams that got in, they might be okay right now. Archie might still be the coach in Indiana. Who knows? Laval would probably get a, another year for sure. Um, so that's the biggest thing to watch. But, man, there's been some – I mean, the SEC flipped over, didn't it? I mean, it was, it was crazy. And I was talking to one coach today in the league, and I said to him, what do you think? He said, man, I love it. He said, I love it because 
I was scared as hell of Will Wade and, and guys like even Conzo, you know, like he, he didn't do a great job lately, but I still was scared of Conzo and what he could do going into right. a, a room, you know, with, with parents. Um, I'm not scared of these dudes that got hired. That's, that's of basically the, what he told me of the new guys. Yeah. Who's got the best shot to succeed in the SEC Sweeney. Sweeney. So I think that's that's a hard question because I think the best hire for the job is the least likely place to succeed in Mississippi State, right? I think Chris Jans has the best chance. Like for Mississippi State, he was the best hire you could possibly make because he knows how to kind of get work done in the trenches. He develops players. Like he's had success at New Mexico State. uh, You know, has been in that kind of Greg Marshall tree of guys who, like for better or worse, know how to know how to win and get shit done. But do I do I have confidence that Mississippi State's gonna be like a perennial NCAA tournament team? No, I don't. It's like a like like to me, I think the guy who has the upside, right, is Todd Golden. Like I I I, I yes. think that Todd has has a chance to be the neck one of the next big names in this thing, right? He's a guy who's you know smart. He's energized. I think he has the ability. I think he does have some juice. Like I, I do think he could get to like a Nate Oates level, you know, in, in terms of juice and the analytics and kind of branding himself that way and hire some killers on his staff like Nate did. Um, you know, I, like, I, I think that Todd could get there. Like, I, I really do. Like, to me, like, if like it's boom or bust, but I think there's real boom potential there. You know, some of the other hires, I, I just don't think there's as much juice. Like, again, I think Jans is probably the best hire for what anyone could have done. But if, if, you, if you ask me, who has the best chance to be like, looked at as an amazing hire five years down the line, I think it's probably Todd Golden. But it also might – he might not be there in five years, right? He might be toast. Like, that—that that, that is he the won't be. In, in the downside. Yeah, I, I just – I just worry again because these guys are so out of their element, right? And you go in the SEC and you're fighting Cal and Bruce and Nate and Muss. Oh, and like, Now, the good thing is they all kind of come in together now. So there's like five of them now that are kind of on even ground. And I'd say the only – Dennis Gates and Jans are the two that I think are going to be able to pick it up quicker. Yes. Right? Jans has recruited Jukes. He's, he, he'll be, he'll be great at Mississippi state. He'll be great. And Gates worked for Leonard for seven years. He'll be fine. Yes. Uh, it'll take him some time at Missouri. The other guys are the ones I'm worried about. And, and like you said, golden, I just, I don't know if it fits in the sec. For Golden, I don't know if it fits. That's why I think Florida is a little bit better, right? I mean, yeah. I, I would have been more concerned, quite frankly, if he got Mississippi State or oh, Rio, oh yeah, 100%. like it 100%. wouldn't have worked. Like I yeah. think Florida is a place where there's enough kind of in play already. Yes, I, I think I also think you don't have to be quite as like in the trenches to win there. Like I think you can kind of get stuff done, use the brand. He's gonna be able to recruit some like elite international players there. Like, I, I think that's going to be a huge avenue for them is go international. He already has a lot of those connections and he's got the success with some of the guys he's you know, had with the guys with Basalski. You know, he'll be able to sell that to European guys. Hey, I just, you know, made this guy a bunch of money in the EuroLeague, like come over and you know, we'll make that work. So I, I, I just think the Florida is a little bit better fit than some of those other spots. For him. I think the one that, that is most intriguing of whether it goes for the right or goes for the wrong. And it's not as much about the coach as it is. I wonder about the effect. And if Will Wade is an outlier for what LSU ends up really being in the SEC. And that's where I get concerned for Matt McMahon because I just don't, I don't even know. LSU is not a top five job in that league. It's not top six or seven. Oh, it is. is. It? Yeah, it is. It is. When it's whole, it is. Top Here, here's five a, in I'm, that I'm league gonna make it right easy now? for top you. Top five? 
I'm going to make this so easy for you, Fanta. So easy. Trent Johnson got hired to go to Baton Rouge. Okay. And he wouldn't do anything. Nothing. He played it straight. And he was out. They didn't like him because he wouldn't play any games. And he was gone. Matt McMahon, I'm telling you, he's going to play it straight. He's got no choice following Will Wade. And he's going to have probably a year, two-year postseason ban. It's just going to be too too difficult to hill to Set climb. up for failure. Yes. Now, he'll get paid a ton of money. Matt McMahon, congrats, man. You took the money. I hope you succeed there. I just don't know how you're going to get it done. In I don't know. But that then why is... take it? Why take the job? It's not the mo- like the money. Now, he could have had and the opportunity. He, he could have I mean, had the... South Carolina. Right. There's he could have had South Carolina. I'm but... saying he could get the money elsewhere. There's you opportunity get the money. at LSU, though, that isn't elsewhere. You know, right. I, I just think I, I think it's too there's too much alert to it. I, I honestly potential. think there was one guy out there in this in this cycle that had a chance at LSU. Right. Like, I, I think McMahon is 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 a winner. Like, I, I truly believe that like, I agree in a vacuum, like that guy's going to get players and coach and, and have a shot. I just think like there's so much stacked against you at LSU right now. It's going to be hard. Um, I think there was one guy in the cycle that had a chance at LSU. That was Jerome Tang. I thought okay. that because he'd been again, Gans. I think Jans could have been good at LSU. It's a different situation, but what Tang was at, and, you know, was was at with Baylor, and, and having to you know build it from the ground up and deal with all of the you know questions of, of what it was going to be, and and the ability to recruit. I, I think I think Tang was the one guy where I would have sat down right. and said, you know what, I think LSU has a shot here. Otherwise, you know, yeah. look for McMahon. It's like, let's build it long and hope for the best and hit some portal guys. And you know, no, he recruited. Tweedy Carter years ago coming out of, out of Louisiana, he recruited Mark Vidal out of Jared Butler came mm-hmm. out of there. He didn't get him out of high school, but he got him on the, you know, when Alabama didn't take him. Um, so I'm with you. I, I think Tang was the best hire of the whole cycle. I, the Other than the Miller brothers, which yeah. we've got to stay loyal to, but I do think they were great hires. I do like putting field of 68 aside, man, for Xavier to get Sean Miller. Oh, like yeah. ridiculous. It's as good as they're ever going to do. I don't care how many games he misses next no. year. He can miss the whole damn year. Doesn't matter to me. And I think he'll miss, you know, my guess is he'll miss 10 games. Eight games. That'd be my so guess. Eight to 10, right. Eight to 10 games. And that's not even going to be, it's not going to be something that derails them. He's going to no. get them going again. Xavier is a gold mine of making NCAA tournaments. Yeah. They made 12 out of 13 up until 2018. Travis still didn't get to one. And that's why they had to make a change. I guess it's interesting to me on the on the LSU front because I look at the SEC and it's like you said, Jeff, like Kentucky, Auburn. I, you, you still have to take Tennessee into account right. with Rick Barnes. He can recruit now. Now Oates. Alabama, Alabama, yep. and Arkansas. Yes, like like those guys are all going to keep going, and that's, that's why five MFers. That's five MFers. Like good luck, good luck, all you guys coming in. All of you put LSU in front of those. They can't get anybody right now. Better job, right? Florida's better job. job. Today it is. I don't know if LSU's a top. I think even without the the sanctions, Florida's a better job than LSU. They won two championships. All right. Billy Don. We're off to Goodman and I are heading to Chicago. Goodman, you're buying pizza. I am buying pizza and beers. Kevin Sweeney's going to Philly. Not for my daughter, but for you. Enjoy a cheesesteak, Kevin Sweeney. We're back tomorrow night, 11 Eastern time. This has been Field of 16 after dark. And you're clear. All right, so I got to tell you guys this. It's Field of 68 after dark afters, which means the show can go totally off the rails now. So all, all weekend long, 
I'm in Buffalo. And, and with the exception of Sunday. And guys, I, I got to tell you, what I heard more than anything being courtside in Buffalo from fans and media, and this is no disrespect to the coach. I wish him the best at, at Mississippi State. But, guys, people were calling Chris Chance Ted Cruz. Yeah, he had the look. He did. Yeah, have the, the, the beard. Of, he looked yeah, like he was yeah. about to get on a flight to Cancun yeah. in the middle of a power yeah. outage. I mean, it was, it was tough. <laughs> I was sitting right in front of his uh, his family, his wife, and uh, she got so emotional at the end of both games because they had a chance. I mean, they had a chance to win, even with Teddy Buckets not making any shots. And um, But I think she got emotional, I, and, I, and I leaned over and I said, hey, I'll, congratulations. I'll see you next year, you know, wherever that is. And she just kind of looked at me and because I knew he was gone. I mean, oh, we yeah. all knew. Yeah. We all knew he was gone to, to you know, I thought that was, maybe. Yeah, that was probably done before the tournament yes. started that he's going to go to Starkville. All right, Correct. let me tee up on this. You reported earlier today uh, Tim Jankovic at, at SMU uh, out there and, and that he he was retiring. Is, is what I mean, you, yes. His yes. contract was up, right? Wasn't right. that the deal? Yeah, yeah right. I mean. So, Graham like, McCaslin, what, what can you tell us here? What's the latest? I mean, the latest is right now that, that Graham McCaslin's not leaving, you know, that unless they've really sweetened the pot, um, you know, you got to remember his his family lives like 10 minutes. His dad lives 10 minutes away. Go, family section is like 25 deep for every game. They're right there. Not that SMU's that I was going to say, it's not that far. It's not yeah, that far. Right it's not. But um, he really likes it at, at North. I mean, he didn't even entertain high major jobs that called him this year. Like, he didn't even entertain some of them. Now, neither did Nico Medved. Those are yeah. two guys that are being selective right now. And it's not like SMU is in a great spot going forward, right, league-wise. They're not. You know, that, that's one of the concerns right that's now. That's true. Good point. North Texas if, and SMU will be in the same league, which is what makes it interesting. There you but go. I, there I, will, you go. I, I will say this, and I tweeted this. Yeah. There are a ton of similarities between Chris Beard and Mark Adams, between Joe Golding and Brett Tanner from Abilene Christian, and between Grant McCasland and Ross Hodge at North Texas. It's all right. very similar. Sure. They've got, you know, there, there's kind of a, you know, the, the, there's a staff trust level. There's, yep. you know, it's the line locked in successor. In, in all three cases, they're the defensive guy. Uh, they all do some form of kind of no middle defense. They all kind of learned it from, from Adams and, uh, and picked it all up. You know, so, so North Texas will be in good hands if, 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 if Grant does take SMU. I, I don't think it's a lock, like you said, Jeff. I think there's, there's work to be done there, but like, you know, if, if that does happen, North Texas would be in very good hands with Grant McCaslin. I think it would kind of continue again, oh, just just great. like what they've done with you know what 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 places like Abilene and what places like Texas. Yeah. And SMU's got money, so they they could go, they could double his salary and make it really difficult for him to turn down. Another name I've heard is Joe Golding who's only mm-hmm. been at UTEP for a year now, but man, did he crush it at Abilene Christian? And he did a good job this year at UTEP. Brought some he energy. Did. They played in the postseason, yep. like. He can coach. He's really what, good. Uh, what's the latest on UMass? There's been rumors floating around. Mark Schmidt's name just tossed around earlier tonight. Yeah. Same yeah, they're Ventures. not going to. Yeah, they got to pay Schmidt like two million a year. They're not going to go that high. But Frank Martin, I, I would expect a decision from Frank here in the next probably 24 hours. Um, and and to me, Frank's got a tough decision to make here. 
he's got a tough decision because on one hand, you look at it and you say, all right, if Frank Martin stays out and does TV, could he be hotter? Could he get an, like Tom Crean did that and he got Georgia. Yep. Right. If Frank does it for a year, maybe two, could he get another high major? I mean, if you look at his body of work, what he did at Kansas state was really friggin' impressive. Right. Obviously really impressive. Um, Went to a final four at South Carolina. They just didn't go to the tournament again, but they were knocking on the door some other years. Or do you take UMass because you're afraid if you sit out too long, you might not get back in and you go to UMass, ah. you kind of turn that and you can, you can, you know, get something else. Fairly wouldn't, my, wouldn't, wouldn't your concern, Jeff, be that he just needs a little time? Like he yes. just seems, you know, again, I, I don't know Frank, but it just seems yeah. like this tenure really wore on him. And I, I think it I did would be worried. End. Right. I'd be worried at UMass that I'm, that I'm hiring a guy who yes. like, where is he at mentally? Is he ready to kind of work? I mean, this thing is a, is a rebuild. It's going to take some, oh, some real work. Just roll you know, up your sleeves. Right. Why and, not live the glamorous TV life for a year or two? You know, his wife went to be... UMass. His wife did go to UMass. Okay. So there is a connection there. There is a connection, but I hear you guys. I hear you. And that's what, if I'm, if I'm Ryan Banford, the, the AD, I need to hear it in his voice. Right. How badly do you want it? Are you going to, are you going to get a staff together? that's going to be able to crush it in this league and compete. Um, Amherst mass is out in the middle of nowhere, guys. It's out yeah. in the middle. Of, you know, it, it looks kind of like UConn out in the middle of nowhere. And that's a multi-year rebuild. I mean, nothing is anymore because of the portal. That's the only thing I'd say. Yes. Right. Ordinarily, I would say absolutely. Fast. How about this, With the though? portal? You it can, could you backfire, can, though, for Frank. Do you feel confident, though, that, I mean, I, I, no. whether it's Frank or anyone else, do you feel confident that anyone, again, Mark Schmidt might be a, a different circumstance because Schmidt has done it at Bonaventure, but right. do you feel confident in that league right now when you have no. Peyton with VCU, with Loyola Chicago coming into the league, which will be a, you know, an impact addition to the league. You know, they've been in it every year, right? Like, Do you feel confident that anyone's coming in this league right now? I mean, Archie's got a real chance, I think, but – do you feel confident that anyone that they're going to hire at UMass, Frank Martin or otherwise, is going to get you to the top four in the A-10? Like, I, I just don't know that the A-10 is in a year. Sure. No, I, I, I don't think they're going to be consistently there, is my I'm not saying they're going to be. Anyone. He doesn't need to be consistently there. He's sitting there. flash in the pan. Right. Get, right. get Hit it and get out. Hit it right. and get out. I think I'm more just saying, like, on the UMass job generally, like, I, I wouldn't feel confident right. anywhere that if, you, if, you, if you're there for five to seven years yeah. – yeah. that you're going to be in the top four more than twice. I guess my, my thing is Frank Martin doesn't need That's to true. take UMass to no, resurrect I, his coaching career. I think you get worried as you get older, you get a little bit concerned that if you stay out too long, you're never going to get another head coaching job. You're going to get one even tougher than UMass. And it is a tough, tough job. I mean, listen, since Kyle has left, oh boy, nobody's won there. Nobody's won. Um, at a, at a decent level. So, uh, you know, to me, I understand, like, it's, it's going to be a tough decision for him. You know, I, I think if it doesn't go to him, do they up it and, and go after Mark Schmidt? I think it's going to take a bigger price tag to get him out of there. Um, and then, you know, Jared Grasso could be in the mix after that. All right. Lamont Paris going to South Carolina, which means Chattanooga. Now, what what happens there? What can you tell us? What's the latest on that situation? What'd you think of Lamont taking the Gamecock spot? He's like the nicest guy in the world. 
Um, is that a good thing he, for the SEC? I was gonna well, say. that's the problem. That's the problem. It's the same thing of, of Matt McMahon. It's the same thing of, of Ty Golden to some degree. I just think they're all kind of fish out of water for now. And, and can they figure it out quickly? Because if you can't figure out NIL quickly, you, oh, you got no yeah. shot. You yeah. just like those guys have all, again, what we talked about, Calipari's already got NIL. He's got it rolling. Nate Oates, Musselman, Pearl. Yes. Barnes, they've all they've got a year up on you. And oh, by the way, they're all like Hall of Fame. Some of them Hall of and Fame. And oh, by the way, coaches. oh, by the way, not too jobs. far. Chris Beard, Texas right. and Oklahoma right. are coming into Good your luck. league. That's Good the other luck. thing. These these new guys, this league's going through a transformation. You too. better you better hire some dudes on your staff. Yes, and it is going to be a great off season to be you know, the guys who've been in that league and have the experience, right? Like I'll just throw out a name right now, David Patrick, right? It's a great off season to be David Patrick. Cause yeah. I can tell you, I'm sure every single coach that is getting hired right now in the sec is like, yeah. all right, let's put together an offer to see if we can get a guy like David Patrick or a guy like 100%. Jonas Hayes or a guy like that who, who has yeah. recruited, you know, those yep. waters and knows how to you know, get you done. Like, yeah. like, it's going to be a great offseason because you're either going to get another job that's going to pay you more or you're going to get paid more at the same spot you're at. So much money for those elite assistants. And the, the assistant pool is not overly deep right now. Those guys are of, worth a million bucks. Those guys, yeah. are, if you're paying four for a head coach, that yes. you're, you're, it's absolutely worth one million to get that Let's level get of guy players. on your staff. <laughs> Listen, I'd be, I'd be doing the, the go get me, you know, again, if there's anybody out there that, that, that's got, you know, two Mobleys. Um, <laughs> The hell with it. Like I'll yeah, pay no, you 100%. whatever it is, a million dollars a year for two Mobleys. You think it was worth it? Look at Andy. I pay two million to account. get two Mobleys. Oh man! Right. Look I'm at Andy Enfield's bank account right now. That that's two Mobleys. Yeah. Got him that. Yeah. Hiring Mister Mobley, right? And and Andy's not going anywhere based on what we know, right? I mean, it. Where would he go? He just. I mean, right, again, Maryland the problem the one, when right? you sign it when you sign those deals, the buyout's going to be right. ten million plus. For the first year, you you can't go anywhere. Nate Oates is the, at that point right now. He signed a deal a year ago, so he's at you know ten million plus. Mike Boynton, ten million. That's the problem people Man, don't understand. Such big. It's violence. like the Marylands of the world. They can't go after half. Half of them won't go anyway because they're happy where they're at. The other half of the high right. major guys can't go anywhere. That's why I said their Andy's name. Are too high. That's why right. I said Andy's name because yeah. there's some here. So the chat is epic right now. Okay, I got I got to read you a couple comments that have me laughing as, as we're talking carousel. Sean Crawley says in our chat for LaSalle, Fran Dumphy for a couple years to groom a young kid. I'm sorry, that's not happening. Matt Langle, just just hire it Matt Langle and be. It's done such with a it. different. It's such a different recruit oh, than who they've recruited the last several <laughs> years. But it right. doesn't matter. Matt Langle is a dang ball coach, like. Hire that guy. Right. It's unbelievable. And he's a Philly dude, whatever. So I mean, shoot, if I I, I get that UMass has been, you know, you know, it's a place where, you know, guys, you know, tried to kind of get get their hands dirty in the past. But I tell you what, if you don't get Frank Martin, you don't get Mark Schmidt, you know, it, I I don't know that there's a guy in the Northeast I'd call over Matt Langle. So I have to, I'm just amused. This this guy then followed up his comment on W. I think this guy's had something to drink. He goes, no one hire Frank Haith. He puts violations as stocking stuffers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Might be it. Frank, nobody's gotten ahead of it more uh, than, than, than Frank Haith. And um, 
Yeah, I would say John Gallagher is another name to watch it yeah. at LaSalle heavily here. But Austin I, I would, says there's no way Matt Langer will leave Colgate for LaSalle. I think he'll wait for St. Joe's. Yeah. What about Chattanooga? I, you know, I think you I heard you it's got a, a pretty bunch. tight search. Yeah. That's what I had heard. You know, there's an internal candidate. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think you'll you'll see um, um, a bunch of assistants be in there. A bunch of good, you know, high level assistants. They're still trying to figure it out right now. I think if you if you blew it out and you did a full search, I think you you could get some really good. That'd be a, that'd be that's a heck of a starter job, right? Your, your first job in this yeah. business, you could do a heck of a lot worse than Chattanooga. You could Bottom do a heck of a lot worse. George Washington. Brooks Savage, by the way, is a name to watch it. At Chattanooga? Chattanooga, yeah. George Washington, anything? Um, yeah, I mean, GW, the name that pops up is Caputo, Caputo probably yeah. the most. Look at Pat Scary, uh, uh, John Becker. Those are guys that I've heard uh, at GW a little bit. Mike Pegese, that's kind of the group. Yeah. <laughs> Someone goes, forget about South Carolina. Who the heck's getting a job at the Citadel? Ed Conroy. Ed Conroy going back to the Citadel. Watch oh, for it. Scoop see? Goodman right now. See, this clip. is what about Lafayette? I'm rolling right now with school. Oh, <laughs> who the hell's at Lafayette? Come on, Jeff. Um, who's going to transform the Leopards? Who's transforming the Leopards? Yeah, I don't. I don't Josh Loeffler is a name that I've heard. I, I don't. He I haven't name. done much. Honestly, yeah. tossing I, I, he, he could be making up assistant coaches right now. But yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Guys, I haven't ta- done. Guys, the average person watching would be like, yeah. I I'm know. hearing. I'm hearing Sean Paul is a front runner for the yeah. Lafayette job. <laughs> I haven't um, recruits and get get Tosan in there with them. This was a good question here. This is a good question. Go Who's the power conference coach? Who is yep. the power conference coach heading into next year that has the most pressure on them? That's a good I mean, one. There's a lot of guys who got the vote of confidence, right? You know, so, so you're going through, you're saying Jeff Capel, Fred Hoiberg, right. Chris Collins, Jared Haas, you know, uh, Mike Hopkins, right? Like all those guys got one more. Mike uh, Hopkins so has those pressure. Are, those are obvious ones, right? They like, all do. They I'm all do. To, I'm trying to think of a guy who – isn't it wasn't seen as a hot seat this year that could enter next year. And if it goes poorly, it gets hot quick. Well, Brunel's obviously on right, yeah, Brownell, but he's been on the hot seat forever. Brownell's right. been on there forever. You know, Pastner is probably on it again. Pastner, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing. The um, ACC's got a couple of them. I would say who else do you put on there? Mike you Anderson. Would... Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Me, I think there's be. pressure whether 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 it's Ewing, hot seat or not. Ewing again, get, get shit done. Yeah. Ewing's got to be on there again, no doubt. Yeah. Um, who else are we talking? I'm looking right now down the list. Uh, Someone brought up. Um, we say Arizona Hurley. State. Yeah, Arizona State. Bobby Hurley. Yeah, Hurley. Alex Berngard says Jim Beheim. Well, yes, because he's probably going to retire after next year. I would think. Wow. Oh, Mark lucky, Fox. lucky, lucky, lucky in the chat has thrown my name into the UMass search. Hey, I would hire sure. John Fanta there. Can I come you be your recruit. ops guy? We would play hard. You could be my ops guy. Can you oh, go yeah. pick up some sandwiches? Absolutely. Where are we going? Uh, What's the good sandwich Jer- spot? In- someone said Jared Haas, but I don't, I don't. No, really? he's on it. He's it's got to be. Yeah, I mean, they have, they have made a tournament. Right. I mean, Kermit again. Kermit again. 
him and you know Haas and Chris Collins. It's like they're just. I mean, Collins had the who no. got over the mountaintop, but it's just been forever for those two guys. And those high <laughs> academic schools, you just hang. You could just hang. What, what happens with Wayne Tinkle because he just gets extended? That contract man. That contract, that contract is you know the, might be the worst contract in college What's basketball. He guaranteed? Oh no! You don't even want to know. Please I do go want ahead. To know. I think it's fifteen million. Oh no! I think it's fifteen million. <laughs> and the worst part of that, of no! course, is like Oregon State can't like fire that together. No, you know, like there no, are places where it's no. like, okay, you know, if he won three head, games, like, fifteen good million. Good for Wayne Tinkle and his sweaty pits, right? <laughs> good for Wayne Tinkle and his sweaty pits, because man, he just crushed it. I mean, Who else hey, is? just shows you. But it just shows you the I dumb know. decisions some ADs make because, again, and that AD, I believe, is the same AD who hired Kevin Stallings at Pittsburgh. Oh. Okay, same AD. Guys so love he should Bell stop Barnes. Being, yeah, yeah, he should Scott stop Barnes. getting that. Oh. So, to me, uh, again, like a guy like that should be fired immediately. Um, but that's that's the problem. Like, you're bidding against who? Like, right. okay, Wayne, you went to the Elite Eight. Hell of a job, man. We're going to give you more years. But 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 the buyout is not going to be – it's not going to be guaranteed money. And you know what? If you don't like it, Wayne, then – We'll get go, another job, go, whatever. Go get right? another yeah. job. That's right. That's right. See, here's the thing, exactly. and this goes back to it. I thought this was a really interesting discussion point, and I'm sure it'll get brought up this week. I could totally see Matt Painter getting asked about this this week. But, Jeff, wasn't it interesting last week hearing Chris Mooney and Ed Cooley to a degree? Talk about validation in the coaching industry. And that at some point yeah. you gotta yeah. make this run where you're saying it's yeah. Wayne Tinkle, you had a Ron Ethan Thompson, it was crazy, things shook out. Now that's the form of validation. You know what I mean? Like that, it's a reverse psychology thing of of course I want to go to the Elite Eight, maybe, but if I'm dog shit after it, what's it I worth? Guess, but maybe you don't give a shit. Maybe Look, at that point you're like, Hey, I just got paid. At, I'm good now. At the end of the day. <laughs> All Wayne Tinkle had to do to not be getting called out at 12, 16 a.m. on March 22nd was not go three and 29. Or and I like yeah. Tinkle, right? Like, I'm a big, I love him as a guy. You can't go three and 29. 12 and 20, no one would care. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever. It's a rebuild. No, no, State. You know, maybe exactly. he built another team, whatever. So, all right, who has the best chance of the guys we mentioned? The yeah. Ewings, the Capels, the Hoybergs, the Collins, uh, Haas, Hopkins, Brunel, right. Mike Anderson, Kermit. Who's the best chance Hurley. to turn it? To turn it, Pastner, who's already turned it once, out of that group, give me the guy who could turn it, who could flip turn it, it around, back. like yeah. like a Kevin, like a Kevin Willard turn, or like a get two more years, like Pastner turn, <laughs> somewhere in between. Okay, somewhere in between. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why, but I'm still optimistic on Haas to turn it around. All right, all right. And I think I'm what's challenging with that one and with Northwestern. Right. And again, I, I, I keep bringing them up, but like the portal, uh, like it's hard for the for, like Stanford can't walk. like like right. Bob, right, Bobby Hurley could could get it right if he hits the right transfers yeah. this spring. Yes. Right. If he yes. gets two guys in there that really click two, three guys, boom, we're rolling. Right. At Stanford, it's just going to be harder. You know, I, I think I think Bobby would probably be my answer. Right. Me too. I, Me too. I, they, they have some That's signs fair. late in the year. Like, yep. It wouldn't stun me if they were a tournament team and then that buys them no, two more years. It's not that hard to turn it around in the Pac-12. Oh, it's not, that, it's that's not like the you're other thing. It's not that hard to turn it around in the Pac-12. That's this, why I picked Haas. That's this why I went day, to Jerry. This day last year, 
you know, whatever is March 22nd, 2021. Yeah. Who would have bet any money that Mike Hopkins would have a job right now? Yeah, you're right. I mean, that, every it, it was it was done, was. and, and yeah. they still were outside the top 100 in Ken Palm, but they went 11 and nine in the league. Like, yeah, running back, right? right? right. Like, well, he was owed enough money. He was owed nine point right. three plus. That, he won enough that you could right. justify. But that's the Pac-12, and, and his less... AD hired him. So it was like right. the the perfect storm to keep him, in, and, and he's so well liked. But that's Is the Pac-12, that... though, right? You can get to 11 and nine and like yes. have a case to. Well, stay. that's the thing. It's not the SEC or the ACC. Not, you're exactly. You're ACC. not. You're not in a position where you can't. You can actually move up rungs on the ladder in that right. league. Is it true yep. that Capel's buyout goes from 15 to five next year? I don't know that people answer. are debating that. that in I'm not in the sure. chat. I know yeah, it I does drop, it but I don't down. know if it goes all the way to five. Yeah, Sean, I don't know if it's fifteen to five. Sean goes in the chat. George Washington should bring back Cookie Jarvis. Another Fed alert violation. Jesus, oh my God! Uh, uh, the other one, the other one. I got a text from a, a well-known me. assistant coach who apparently is watching. I'll leave him yeah. to stay anonymous. And goes, yeah. F Sweeney, I could find you a better sandwich than him on staff. <laughs> so you're fired hey i'll be where I'll are we great going with the sweeney. players though i'll be great with sweeney, the where where you're gonna be in philly but where are we going in chicago where are you going in chicago exactly Man. i feel like i'm like, bad for this because i spend so much time in evanston still i'm like a college oh, kid i'm, 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 that's I'm not falling good. around in evanston i'm gonna have to ask hummel i mean hummel i mean got hummel's no gotta hummel's gotta have better scoop than me on the food yeah, you'd I mean, be surprised where am i hummel, by guys? the way where have I been in Chicago? That's Hummel today, by the way, gave out some. We did grades on our podcast of coaching hires. He was tougher than I was. Wow. He got like four C's. Wow. Yeah, I was shocked. I was shocked. So you can't, you know, like, let's not just walk into one of the deep dish chains, Giordano's or Malnati's. You got to do, like, yeah, I like you, Pequot's. You, Pequot's, yeah, Pequot's is, good. is good. Pequot's is good. I mean, look, I, I actually do think that, like, if you're getting deep dish, you should just go to, like, one of the chains. Like, I don't think you should, like, really screw with it. Like, okay. there's a there's a place, I think it's called Gino's East, that's pretty good downtown that okay. is deep dish. I've been to Gino's right. East. It's pretty good. I'm writing these down. We're going to do, we're going to a pizza place. What and else? Trying this what out. else? Is it? I had a, I went to, like, a more expensive place, my parents, like, right on the river, Chicago River. I've got a Saturday night dinner reservation at Chicago Cut. Chicago, I've heard Chicago Cut is good. Okay. Is that like the best steak place? One of the good ones. The pro- the good so there's a place party. right, literally right next to Chicago Cut called the River Roast that has like roasted you know, meats, pork chops, really? uh, beef, whatever. And it's really good. I went there with my parents. You know, it's a, it's a nice meal. So that's another option right next. Then to there's the Tao. Right Somebody said Pizzeria what, Uno in the chat. You ain't going to. You ain't going to. <laughs> if, if, if Fanta rolls into Tao. I need I need photographs. Oh, hold on a moment. I rolled into Tao at Mohegan Sun, and let's just say it had a night, and I was reading the naughty fortune cookies. I had a, I, I I had a friend who got a who got who got pickpocketed at Tao. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. So, Got to be careful. What about Swift and Sons? You uh, heard of that? Have you heard of Mont Verde? No I have not been. I, Steven, I did not grade any hires last year, but I would have graded Mark Adams probably, yeah, probably like a D, D plus. Yes, you would have. Yeah. What if like you graded Hubert Davis? Probably a D plus. Isn't that amazing? That's something. Yeah. See, but but Hubert, did. here's the thing for what, 85% of the year, he probably was a, a, a C minus. And then for the last two weeks, 
he's probably been an A minus. Right? You're right. Agree? What what happens if Hubert makes the final four this year? Like, have we we considered the possibility that they make the final four? He could. He could make the final four. It's all that matters. I mean, think about it. Calipari had the, the, the opposite. Calipari had the opposite, right? Everybody's, they're puffing out their chest since, what, January when they started winning some games. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, Cal this, Cal that. And then you lose in the first round, and everybody hates Cal. And Hubert, everybody hated all year. Right. Now they love and then if he goes to the Final Four, even the Elite Eight, everybody's going to be like, oh, we love Hubert. Right. Again, this, unfortunately, this is all that matters. Yes. This is all anybody remembers for the yes. most part. Shaheen Holloway's I mean, king of the world right now. He's on Today. Right. He's on Good Morning America. He's been yeah. on us. He's been all over the place. Yeah. Like Wayne Tinkle. Uh, I love, that we ju- I love that we just said good morning, America, the Today Show, and feel the 68 after <laughs> <laughs> Same sentence. That's right. How about and this? G- Someone in the chat goes, Sam's Club Pizza is so good. And now that's sprung like 15 straight comments. People, people, do not go to a grocery store for pizza. I mean, if you're looking at like rolling dollar, tonight, look at this. That's because oh, this show has been it. off the rails. Like we haven't, we haven't good. had any This is good TV. Going. We've great, great, great structure. We got to get to three cheers. Yes, we do. Um, who do we um, cheer tonight? The like, chat I don't is, even know who to cheer. The chat is rolling. Cheer anybody we want, huh? Mm. Yeah, you could cheer anybody you like, want. You could. The do good part is, like, want. this would be a great night for Sean Miller because he couldn't figure out the the. You got to cheer for that night until probably like mid February. <laughs> Finally figured it out. It took he would him do the night before. Season. Oh yeah, he never did yeah. that. Yeah, he had yeah. no idea. And uh, congrats again to, to to Sean and Arch. Um, I I cheer. I gave cheers to him the other night. But I'm I'm happy for both. It's crazy. I mean, we lost both of them, and shit. Maybe we'll lose lose Steve Prome to Murray State. Who knows? Mm. Make it a trifecta. Mm. Hey, if if, if Prome gets Murray State and he's in in, in Chicago for a for a little MVC game against UIC, uh, I'll be there, baby. You better yeah, be I'll, I'll find my way into the gym. So. You better have, like, all access. Oh, I better. Um, who are you who cheersing? I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheers. Um, I'm going I'm to crack open my high, high noon here. Okay, grapefruit tonight. Oh, a little grapefruit high noon. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm going to cheers tonight. Um I think Kelvin Sampson again. I like that. I just he stole my idea. I killed them all year. I did. I, I killed him. I killed the team. I killed the league. Everything. I was just like, you know what? Like, I'm not buying in to Kelvin Sampson being a, a national coach of the year. And I've always said, like, the one thing I wish we waited on for the awards is after the NCAA tournament. I, I don't, I understand it, but I don't agree with it. Okay, like I understand what we need to present the awards at the final four, right? We got to have these presentations and everything. But like, shouldn't these games mean more than anything else? And I know DeCourcy went back at me. He's like, well, that's what they have the most outstanding player for. I get it. But people remember who won national play of the year. And it's exactly. Yeah, right. I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't know. It should still mean something, a part of, of the overall equation. And if it, my, my take is always, if it's damn close, which I think it is for national coach of the year. I really do. I think you have five or six guys. I mean, what if, if Kelvin Sampson, and again, it's not going to happen, but what if Kelvin Sampson won the whole damn thing? 
how who else could you possibly vote for for national right. coach of the year? Being like Greg Gard because he want to share the Big Ten regular season title. Exactly. Like, oh, that's the that's point. my take. If Ed Cooley, you know, Ed Cooley won a, a Mark Adams. Let's say Texas Tech beats Duke and Gonzaga, and they go to the Final Four. Like, shouldn't Mark Adams then probably win National Coach of the Year? Even if Ed Cooley loses to Kansas, they get blown up by twenty. Probably. So I'm going Kelvin Sampson. What a hell of a job you've done this year with that team. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's done a great, great job. And his team fits him so well. They play hard as you know what. All right, Kevin. I don't know about the grapefruit. All right. The, uh, my, my cheers tonight with my empty cup that I've already got, all I got here is uh, to Arkansas's support staff. Because I already know that those guys have worked like 26-hour days the last like. Uh, the portal, too. Add well, the portal right, they're to whatever they were transfer, doing. Right. And they've watched like the last 15 years of Gonzaga basketball to try to get a yeah. get an edge on Chet. I mean, and, and Timmy and these guys. I mean, look, I, like I, I've said this all week, like the game plan that Muss had for Baylor last year was the best that anyone had. I mean, yeah. they hung in that game. And again, they had good players, but they hung on because they were prepared as heck. And I think that's the reason why I keep telling people that's going to be a close game is because I just think they're going to be prepared. So uh, shout out to the guys who are probably not getting very much sleep right now, calling every single transfer and also watching uh, every single second of Gonzaga from the last uh, decade. So got to get a little bit of sleep. All right. Like, like get, get, get out of the office, too. get out of the office, get a little bit of sleep. That's all. Ruta, sleep. <laughs> I- I'm going to go back to what I watched on Sunday driving back from Pittsburgh. I'm in the passenger seat, and it was just such a great game. And, and Lisa what Bond. In the passenger just, seat? What were you, driving Miss Daisy or some, somebody driving you? Yeah, yeah. Who? Who was producer driving Bobby. you? You know producer Bob, my producer. Oh, he drove and you were sprawled out in the back. No, no, no. I was in the passenger seat. I wasn't. I was in the, the passenger seat of the car. Oh, I thought you said you were in the back, like like Paolo Bencaro was in the back or something. What? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, you did not finish up. You up, didn't. Yeah, up. you did not just do that. I did. I absolutely did. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm gonna give my my third cheers to the guy that I think if I made one shiny moment right now, I'd have in the most. And that's Ben Matherin. Benedict Matherin. The emotion of March was on display Sunday night. The sweat coming off his body. The facial expressions off of big time buckets and the toughness that it took for him to will his team. Let's face it. Kirk Creasa made missed three consecutive threes and he bailed them out. He bailed his team out. They lose to TCU if they don't have the best player on the floor. And, and the with ref, that kid, the ref helped too, but yeah, yeah well, Ben Matherin, that's who I have three cheers, which speaking of officials, you put all the referees at Goodman hoops on Twitter. Yeah, I got a little little blowback from from some people over there at the four letter organization for that one. But, you know, it is what it is. Right. Well, here's my problem. I used to break the final four refs every year. Every year I would break them and then they started getting pissed off. So they would put them out right away. They would they would wait. Generally, they would wait till like Wednesday, maybe. And I think they would tell the refs on maybe Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday, and they would wait right. to put them out till Wednesday. So I had it. I had plenty of time to break them. And then they realized, all right, like they can't do it that way anymore. So they, they kind of got me the last few years. I don't think I've broken the final four refs probably in five years. So I'm like, all right, sweet 16 refs, baby. Like there's em. more of them. Yeah. I had the whole, the whole deal. 
I was fascinated by the list. There's certain guys I do not want to see in person in Chicago, and there's certain guys I wouldn't mind. It's, it's just how it is. Let's face it. The officials did not have a good first weekend. But, okay. All right. So here's, here's in, in their defense. Of course. Tell I'm me not- what you think of this. Wait, wait. Tell me what you think of this. So what I've said for years is they need – they're tired by now. These are the most important games. They've been flying, driving all over the country. Why not have one assigner? One is, I'm going to write something about this in the offseason. One assigner overseeing everything so that, for instance, whoever it is, I don't, I'm just going to throw out Teddy Valentine's name. He's he's not even eligible for the – they basically <laughs> said he – no, they they honestly – they made it so he's not able right. – he didn't ref the tournament at all this the year. The last year stuff. Last yeah. year, yeah. So Ted Valentine, for instance, he goes and he does a game in Bloomington, Indiana. And then for the Big Ten, then he goes to, let's say, whatever, the SEC, and he goes down to Fayetteville. Then he goes back, the next one, Butler, does a Big East game in in Indiana. Well, like, why? If you have one assigner, they're going to say, all right, you're going to go Indiana, then you're going to drive maybe to Champaign, then you're going to go to maybe Purdue from there, and you're going to stick in this area. And if you do go down to the south, if you're going to go down to Arkansas, you're going to do a week, a week of SEC games. It's, it's like in Major League Baseball. You know, if you're going to do games every day, you're, right. you, don't, you don't fly to the West Coast for a single series. You play a 10-day 10 10 day road trip. You know? yes. yes. They need to put some limitations in the amount of travel because by, by virtue of They're just tired, being tired, man. you're going to be yeah. exhausted. And they're flying commercial. Like they're waking up at 6 a.m. They're, they're driving thinking. to save money. They're driving because they get a certain amount of money for all of the travel. So if they drive it, they save some money instead of taking the flight. So there, there's just things they can do to make it better. So this time of year, and and listen, again, I get tired of the ref talk because I don't think it's yeah. going to change. Right. I mean, at, the, at the end of the day, like, you can't miss these like blatant calls, right? Like uh, you cannot miss. It's, it's getting to be true. TCU, you TCU can't, you can't call the case. tech on RJ Melendez. You, there, were, there were too many, yeah. like yeah, there terrible. were too many calls this past weekend where it was yep. like, you cannot make that call. You right? can both say that they have a real difficult job and people who do. don't say they that do. are, it's like, if you just constantly right. bury them, there's oh. more, it's more about the system than it is them. Yeah. yeah Greg's no going to kill me, but someone in the chat just said, Fanta Taylor says Fanta. I will call the DePlain Sam's Club and have them hold you a pizza, nice and warm. That's a hike. You can, you're going out to DePlain. No, no, you'd have to. You could stop on the way from O'Hare if you find O'Hare. Reckham says, Reckham, a Texas Tech fan, goes, "My blind dog did a better job refereeing." <laughs> <laughs> now there is some. I got to say, the chat, chat is good tonight. Rolling. People no, are getting rolling. me to the Miris Costco location to so try good. the pizza. The you guys are awesome. We, and we now got we got it. see Jeff. You fired up the Coach K grandson stuff, <laughs> and now people are really like taking it to another level. You know, when you get to be my age, guys, you don't give a shit. Right. That feels shit. like it was like five five years ago. It does not feel like it was. It was more than crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All right. We're out of here. We're out of here. See you in Chicago, Goodman Sweeney. Enjoy Later. a cheesesteak. Greg Waddell, thanks for tolerating us. To the chat, three cheers to you. You were outstanding.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio.